I know that uh, Brian has brought many elements to the life of our worship, including uh, uh, a liturgy that includes the table on a week-to-week basis. And I'm sure he would argue that uh, this is the peak of our liturgical life every Sunday. But man, you guys are so noisy in the handshake, and that that might compete. Um, For fellowship has been strong through these years with Brian and Myrna where great friendships have been cultivated and where a life of community has been strongly encouraged. At this time, I'm going to invite up in, in order uh, from the seats uh, as they uh, work themselves through it uh, for people uh, to give tribute to the ministry of Brian and Myrna. You will first be uh, hearing from Prince Thomas, uh, one of our youngest on staff, and uh, representing the staff, and, and then following him, Katina Giesbrecht, re- representing the congregation, then Lisa Nickel, uh, representing the board, and finally, Errol Rempel, uh, the larger community, the district of the Christian Missionary Alliance here in the Northwest. And so, Prince, why don't you uh, make your way up? Thanks, Jim. Good morning, everyone. And a special good morning to our guest of honor, Brian and Myrna. Brian, many people have asked me and Marissa why we chose to willingly respond to God's call to serve here at PCC. And while there are a number of factors that have influenced our decision to join this great church, we have frequently remarked that you were our primary reason for coming to Cloverdale. From the first interaction that you and I had in June of last year, to all the chats that we have had thereafter, I have sensed a unique connection between the two of us. This connectivity that we have shared may stem from our mutual love of preaching God's word with clarity and with persuasion, or maybe it stems from our mutual love of sports. We both love the great game of basketball, which is the most beautiful game on earth, and... (laughs) I'm sorry for all the hockey fans, but basketball is just better. And I still can't believe that you, a white man in your 60s, literally on the verge of retirement, beat me in a game of one-on-one. It's one of the most embarrassing moments. I will always remember those moments when we played and with great shame. And after all, they say white men can't jump, but they weren't referring to you. But honestly speaking though, I'm unable to precisely pinpoint what exactly created this bond between the two of us. Between two persons who come from drastically different worlds, but I can say with all sincerity that the connection that God has given us has led me to join in the staff here at PCC that you have been faithfully leading over the last 12 years. And since I've been here on the team, I've had the amazing opportunity to learn many things from you and about how one should approach leading a church and how one should approach leading a church's staff as a senior pastor. You taught me through your consistent actions that it is integral for pastors to pay significant attention to the spiritual, mental, and emotional temperature of every person on the team that they're leading. You have taught me with 
that is paramount rather, for spiritual leaders to create space in their busy schedule to open doors for people to approach them in prayer, even though they have a million other things that they need to do. I can count many times when I've seen you stop what you were doing to pray for someone on the team, and we've all been grateful for that. You've taught me that it is important for Christians in all walks of life to embrace a disposition that allows for the Holy Spirit to place in our lives ordained interruptions. And when you have taken the time to um, allow us to stop you from doing what you were doing in your office as fellow co-workers and, and as, as my co-workers and I, just to share our heart with you, you never once refused us. You always sat there patiently, attentively, and lovingly listening to us without giving the sense that you wanted us to leave. And we've all been grateful for that. But I can sincerely say that you have just been a profound blessing to me in more ways than I could ever name today. Myrna, it would be remiss of me to neglect to honor you publicly for the countless times that you have shared words of wisdom and encouragement to the members of our staff and to our spouses. Speaking of you being a source of encouragement, I can distinctly remember after me, I came up here to preach one Sunday and I was feeling a bit down because I didn't believe that I did a very good job of preaching for the word. And I was sitting in that seat right there and you came up behind of me and you squeezed me on the shoulder. And I believed in that moment that God was using you as a physical manifestation to reveal to me that he was pleased with me and so I shouldn't be very displeased with myself. And so I'm grateful for you for always doing that. You've also demonstrated Christ-like hospitality to numerous members of our staff on a number of occasions when you have invited us into your home to enjoy a delicious meal that you have lovingly prepared for us. My co-workers and I are sincerely grateful for the role you have played in the planning and execution of our annual staff Christmas parties, and we are grateful that God has used you to help to create avenues for us to grow closer together as a team and for us to have a phenomenal time celebrating the Christmas festivities. On a personal note, Marissa and I are grateful for the both of you for opening up our novice eyes to the wondrous world of wine and food pairings. <laughs> we now know that, wine, that the wine we are enjoying with a meal should be sweeter and more acidic than the food we are consuming. And we, while we have not yet mastered the, ex, the, the, the ability to pick up the different scents in a, a, a cup of a glass of wine, we, are, we just remember the first time that you said you can smell the yolk and the cherries, and we went home wondering, wow, this guy, we don't know what they're talking about, because we can't pick up on anything. But we are seeking to grow in our ability to do that. And so you have, take, you have taken our ability to enjoy dining and cuisine to a whole nother level, and we are greatly appreciative of that as well. But seriously though, Marissa and I are both indebted to you guys for the profound insights that you have shared with us regarding being a married couple in a ministry within the Canadian context, which we are new to. You have been used by God to help us navigate potential pitfalls in our early years of marriage, and for this we are deeply appreciative. Brian, as you know, it is extremely rare for pastors to serve in ministry long enough to reach the stage of retirement. And yet, you have labored in and for God's bride for 40 years. You have persevered through trial and challenge. You have shown what it means to open the word to the world under your leadership. And as a result of that, our church's staff and our church in general is experiencing such a sweet sense of unity because of the role God has allowed you to play in our, in our midst. And I pray that one day, I, like you, 
will always devote my words to the glories of the Trinitarian Lord. And as long as I have breath, I hope to preach Christocentric messages with a similar fervor, passion, and conviction that you have during your years of ministry. Brian and Myrna, we, the staff at PCC, will miss you both dearly. You have proven to be God-given gifts to us all, and as you transition to new phases in your life's journey, my prayer for you both is that God will continue to use you in powerful ways to make known amongst the people in your, sphere of, your spheres of influence the glorious witches, riches which await for those of us who are founded in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love you both very dearly. Thank you. Good morning. What an honor it is to be asked to give a tribute to two of my favorite people. Where are you guys? Oh, hi. <laughs> I wasn't, you're, not in your, you're not in your usual seats. Okay. When Brian first asked me to speak today, I thought I had 45 minutes to share. What, what a small shock it was to hear I only had 4-5 minutes, so I'm going to do my best. Wow. I can't believe this day has come. I kind of hoped it never would. I'm so thankful for both of you. You have each taught me so much over the 12 years you have pastored here. I want to start by saying that it's really interesting the qualities that you appreciate as you get older. I'm sure if I had made a list in my 20s of the qualities I appreciated, it would be different than today. Top of my list would be being a good listener. It is essential to me in friendship. Another description would be being a deep listener, someone who is listening so intently that you are sure they are not aware of anyone else in the room, but they are looking and listening with intent to learn more about you and to hear what you're saying and not just composing a reply. Perhaps in my younger days, I had met deep listeners before, but the first deep listener I remember meeting was actually Bob Rose, who introduced me Bob introduced me to this excellent quality of deep listening, but you, Brian, have continued my, my understanding and appreciation. I believe that listening is loving. I really appreciate the many conversations we've had over the years where you have listened to me and replied in a way that revealed true understanding. That is a gift. Thank you for modeling that for me. You truly are a great listener. Until about 9 p.m. <laughs> Then after that, his eyes just kind of glaze over and he gets really tired. <laughs> I believe that my listening skills have improved over the last 12 years too, listening to your many excellent sermons. I have tried to listen deeply and learn what, God, what the Lord wants to reveal to me. And of course, I have learned so much. Perhaps if I had 45 minutes, I could give you more examples, but I have time for just one. Of the hundreds of sermons I've heard, my favorite was a sermon on Psalm 73 when Asaph was feeling afflicted and cynical until he entered the sanctuary of God. What I learned from that psalm via you, Brian, has shaped my life. I can get caught up too much in what I'm thinking and feeling and find myself in a rut at times. That sermon revealed to me the importance of ritual and the importance of church community and in doing the things I need to do, even when I don't feel like it. 
but in doing so, find restoration again. I have a favorite sermon illustration from your 12 years of sermons, too. It is the one you shared about your friend from the North Shore whose father came back into her life after abandoning the family when she was a child. She knew she finally forgave her father when she could serve him a meal on her good china. That was a powerful picture of forgiveness and one that I have revisited many times. Brian, thank you so much for how you've helped me draw closer to Jesus as you have pastored here. As special as you are to me, Brian, your lovely wife trumps you. <laughs> I remember the first time I met you, Myrna, at church, and we were both having a polite conversation. I think it was kind of to the back of the church there. And we talked about our families and discovered we both had three children, both had two boys and a girl, same birth order, similar age spacing, and many other similarities. As we all know, children do not come with any kind of instruction book. But I have discovered through my friendship with you, Myrna, that the closest thing to having an instruction book on raising children is having an older woman mentor who has a similar family and is willing and happy to spend time with you over coffee, sharing her parenting wisdom and experiences. Myrna, you too are a deep listener. You have been real and honest. You have given me a close-up model of Christian parenting that I lacked growing up. Between the mentorship you gave all the moms at the moms group and the one-on-one -on -one time with me, you have inspired me and others in our high calling as mothers. As important as our connection about family was, the first meeting also revealed that we were both passionate readers. It has been so great to discover at our first meeting that we shared some of the same absolute favorite titles. Over the next 12 years, we would discuss countless books, and it has been just as much fun discussing books we love as the ones that we didn't. <laughs> so between the mothering parallels and the shared passion for reading, I knew I found a kindred spirit in you. Over the 12 years that you've been at Pacific, I have grown so much. Of course, my biggest supporters in life um, has been my wonderful husband and, f and kids, and I also have many wonderful friends, but you too have built into me in a special and pastoral way. When I reflect on the variety of ways you have impacted my life, it's kind of like going through a photo, photo album, and each page tells a different story about how your love and support have shaped me and helped me move forward in spiritual growth and leadership. Brian, about 10 years ago, you asked me to write a reflection for one of the Good Friday services. You gave me one of the seven statements Jesus made from the cross. You would never know it, but that experience marked a time when I began to trust the Holy Spirit in a new way as he helped me write and communicate something I didn't think was possible. You two were both great supporters when I helped to bring the Defend, Defend Dignity event here, a great event that brings awareness around the issues of prostitution. You have both encouraged my growth as an artist and art leader as I explored arts ministry here, what it could mean and look like at Pacific, and you also helped me to discern when it was time to take a break. Between my mom's unexpected death and marking the 20th anniversary of my sister's death, the three of us have had many significant conversations around grief and its lingering effects in our lives. Brian and Myrna, you both mean so much to me. You have helped me both grow as a Christian. You have both been mentors to me. You have both shepherded me. At times, you've been like parents to me. You've always been constant, supportive friends. And most importantly, to me and many people here, 
you both have always been like a signpost that's pointing us to Jesus. Thank you. Good morning. Well, we're here, and it's hard for, for me to believe, at least. In these next few moments, it's my privilege to offer some gratitude and honor more specifically to you, Myrna. As I was praying and thinking about what I would say to you, my mind went to the talk you gave not that long ago to the women of our church which was really a beautiful meditation on the faithfulness of God shown to you over the course of your life. You said many important things, but today I wanted to speak into a few of them for the purpose of blessing you. You spoke of seeing God's faithfulness in the ordinary happenings, and this made me think of a few things that are true about you. The first is that in your responding to God's continual faithfulness, you have become a living signpost. St. Paul unpacked this idea when he wrote, and all of us with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. To us sitting here and to many more that are not, the Spirit has empowered you to reflect or point to God's faithfulness day in and day out. You have been faithful in your caring and loving and unwavering in your serving and walking alongside Brian, your family, your friends, and this church. And so, dear one, we bless you for it. Another truth that stuck me, struck me from your testimony is that you live a life with a deep spiritual gratefulness. It has a hopeful insistence to it, not dependent on circumstances. As you've shared openly and honestly, your life, like many here, has been woven with uncertainties, with hard times and joyful ones. And though you do not say this, we know you've lived much of your life sacrificially. And yet, there's a fragrance of gratitude and hope that shapes your conversation and your interacting. And so you've moved through these times with an essential evenness and a clinging to the loveliness of ordinary things as glimpses of the goodness of God. And this discipline you practice has been a fragrance influencing and strengthening those around you. And so for this too, we bless you. The other thing you shared were the words you live by, which are to rest in God, to nurture and delight in relationship. <clears throat> I don't think anyone is surprised by these words. We see you continually orienting yourself towards what really matters. In your nurturing and delighting in relationship, we have received from you a love that is hospitable and gracious, countless moments cultivated by your curiosity and generous listening, and a safe space for conversation and prayer. Thank you for living out these words, for with them you have communicated to us that you love us, that you see us, and that we belong. Lastly, you spoke of the privilege that ministers and their wives have in being invited into the lives of those you serve. 
And in response, and I will say this to both of you, Brian and Myrna, you are so loved. You have been a gift given to us, and it has really been our great privilege to have you inhabit this place and time with us. You have loved and encouraged, taught, mentored, prayed with us, held our hands, wept with, wept over, and with us you have laughed and celebrated. Well done, dear friends. You have lived lives of worship. You have reflected our Lord in this place, and we praise him for it. Bueller. B must be for biblical. If Brian is anything, he is a man of the book, capital B, bibliocentric. You have ordered your convictions, your theology, your values, your life around the written word of God, interpreted and applied with the help of the Holy Spirit in conversation with the witness of the church across the centuries. Thank you for being a man of God's word. You does double duty, you is for unique. Brian, in my experience, um, this remarkable fusion between the left brain ability that God has given you to engage deeply with his word, with the text, and to teach it in conversation with the right brain and your artistic uh, temperament, your ability to paint, your appreciation for the visual arts and bringing that together in our church doesn't happen in a lot of churches and we're very grateful for that. H, counterintuitively, is for hooving. <laughs> As in Jim and Monica. The spotlight's on these guys today, but Jim, Thank you. Your operational oversight of a whole lot of ministries of our church has facilitated Brian being Brian and Brian doing what Brian was born to do. And we are grateful. Thank you. And And to every one of our pastoral team and our support team, thank you so very much for how you love each other, support one another, and have been supportive of Brian in his ministry. L in Bueller is for line, as in your favorite line since you publicly announced your impending retirement, and we have heard it more than once. It's been very Delightful, Brian, for us to experience you with your sense of nothing to lose. <laughs> so we've heard it more than once after you have made a pointed comment in a sermon. What are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> e has to be for exposition. The careful, thoughtful, systematic spirit and anointed exposition of the written word of God with which, by the power of the Spirit, you have nourished us 
And week after week, Marilyn and I are talking in the car on the way home about the sermon and the home run that Bueller hit again yet another Sunday. Thank you for your exposition of God's word. This one's for the church family. R is for retire, but not in the sense you might expect. Retire it has to do with retiring Brian Bueller's jersey and raising it up into the rafters like an NHL arena, celebrating the gift that these two are and have been to us, mourning their absence when they are gone, and collectively understanding that there's only one Brian Bueller in the whole wide world. And that whoever comes next, we must allow he or she to be free to be who he or she was created to be by Jesus and not to compare or to have inappropriate expectations. With my DS hat on, my district superintendent hat on, Brian and Myrna, I want to thank both of you and to let all of you know how incredibly supportive of our district pastors and churches that Brian and Myrna have been across the years. If you are unaware of our governance, Pacific Community Church, this church family is part of a global movement active in about 80 countries of the world, about 440 churches in the Christian and Missionary Alliance in Canada. And Brian and Myrna have been so supportive of the pastors and spouses of the 82 churches that make up our district, the Canadian Pacific District. The 11 of us who work in the district office, about a three-minute drive from this building there in Cloverdale, have been encouraged by you two on more times than we could recount. Brian has addressed our pastors and spouses at our district staff retreat on more than one occasion, anointed preaching that has been a game changer in the hearts and lives, values, perspectives of many of our pastors. Some of you are not aware that with all that Brian loves to do and is called to do, he has made time to be a coach for preaching for a number of our pastors. This is an involvement that he will continue into the next chapter of his life. But Brian, the bar of the quality of preaching in our district has been raised, is being raised, and will be raised as a consequence of your coaching of our preachers of God's word in our district churches. Beyond our church, Brian's passion for the visual arts and their place in worship and teaching, your mature insights around liturgy and the sacraments have sent a lot of pastoral leaders back to Holy Scripture to think again more deeply and more reflectively, reflectively on their own convictions around those matters. Thank you. You are a gift to us in those areas. Marilyn and I think the world of you, Myrna, uh, beyond her beauty and her grace, we experience Myrna as a woman of faith, wisdom, compassion, joy, humor, and laughter, a very animated conversationalist, a gracious host, an involved, loving, and skillful mother and grandmother. Myrna, you're smart and you're fun, and that's a great combination. Some time ago, Myrna and, uh, Marilyn and I were at an event where Brian was publicly honoring Myrna. 
and thanking her as his life's partner, and it was a very heartfelt and touching tribute, and Brian went on and on about all of Myrna's strengths and gift that she was to him. And when Marilyn and I got into the car to head home, I said to Marilyn, hey, honey, do you know how Brian said all those amazing and wonderful things about Myrna tonight? And she said, yes. And I turned to her in the car and said, ditto. (laughs) It didn't seem to have quite the same effect. (laughs) But you've been helpful to me in more ways than you know. (laughs) Here's where I want to land. Friends, for pastors, uh, beyond the written job description, as one begins to serve in the place that God has called one, a pastoral leader begins to discern the particular leadership agenda that Jesus is entrusting you as a pastor. Beyond the written job description, one begins to discern the specific or some of the specific reasons why Jesus led you as one particular pastor to one particular church at one particular time. Jesus called Brian Bueller, along with Myrna, to be our pastor 12 years ago after two chapters of moral failure by senior leaders of our church. And those kinds of moral failures are a big deal. Not only are they disillusioning to many, affecting their view of pastoral leaders, but such failures also undermine some of our confidence in the gospel itself. That is in the power of God to change us progressively into the image and character of Jesus on the inside, uh, affecting our conduct on the outside. When pastoral leaders are exposed as unfaithful or leading double lives, we are all weakened. And the fabric that binds us together is weakened and frayed. And Brian, here is the heart of my tribute and the heart of my gratitude to you today. It's easy to talk about all of your gifts and competencies. It's more helpful for us today to celebrate the grace of God in you which has not been in vain in enabling you to become the man that you are, who you are, what you are, and what you embody. Brian, thank you so very much for being a faithful man in your heart, in your spirit, in your conduct. Not a perfect man, but a faithful man. Thank you for keeping faith with Myrna, the wife of your youth. You have been faithful to us as a church family. You have carried us in your heart. You have loved us well. You are a faithful shepherd. You have been faithful to the bond of spiritual unity that binds us together, the bond created by the blessed spirit of Jesus. You have strengthened that bond. You have not undermined it. You've added to it. You have embodied and reflected to us uh, us and for us The same faithfulness that binds the Father to the Son and the Son to the Spirit and each member of the Trinity to one another, you have embodied and reflected to us in your faithfulness to us and to Myrna, 
how faithful Jesus is to each of us, how he binds himself to us through thick and thin, and how he will never leave us or forsake us. You remind me of King Josiah in 2 Kings 22. He led a word-centric renewal in Israel. He restored the nation. He restored the Lord to his rightful place at the heart of the nation. He brought calm to disarray. And that renewal flowed from his own devotion and obedience to God, whom he served, so the text says, with his whole heart and his whole mind and all of his strength. By the mercy of God and the indwelling of the Spirit, your tenure here has been marked by renewal, by spiritual deepening and maturing, by much joy, by the expansion of our mission and engagement with the community and the world. And it's been marked by the restoration of confidence in pastoral leadership and much more. Over these 12 years, one day at a time, one week at a time, one covenant-keeping choice at a time, year in, year out, with God's help, you have chosen faithfulness and promise-keeping, and we are all strengthened as a result, and we are grateful, and we thank you. Brian and Myrna, would you join us up here? My name is Glenn Forrester. I have served as chair of the Board of Elders for many of the years that Brian has been with us, and that's been a real joy and pleasure. And our task this morning is to present you with two gifts that uh, the congregation has so willingly uh, given to you. Um, I will do the first one here. You already know what this one is. When, when Brian announced that he was retiring at the end of this year, we started to inquire, well, what were their plans afterwards? And we discovered that they were planning on a trip to Hawaii. Well, they'd already booked the flights, but we were able to intervene. And so, and then there's a couple of uh, pictures as well, if they'll show them. We've intervened, and we've provided the free rental of a condo for them in Hawaii. Uh, in honor of your retirement, the Congregation of Pacific Community Church has given you a one-week stay in a one-bedroom suite at the Waikiki Banyan Hotel in Honolulu from Saturday, January 25th to Saturday, February 1st. The Waikiki Banyan is just one block from the Waikiki Beach. The two towers that make up the complex share an extensive leisure deck with pool, hot tubs, sauna, tennis court, barbecues, and lounging areas. Should be a good week. But better yet, Waikiki is a bustling center not only with beautiful beach scene, but also many shops, restaurants, cafes, and entertainment venues. The area offers surfing, swimming, parasailing, whale watching, and snorkeling. I sound like the Tourist Bureau. As well, close by in Honolulu and on the island, there are opportunities for hiking of Diamond Head, kayaking with sea turtles on the North Shore, and strolling along Sunset Beach and beautiful walks along the West Beaches. We hope you enjoy your week in Hawaii. 
And And Brian, we also have for you this package, and we invite you to open it and show it. And I'd like to invite the members of the board, as well as members of the pastoral staff and administrative staff up front. We would like to gather around Brian and Myrna and pray for them. Let's pray together. Father, Thank you for the gift that Brian and Myrna have been to the Alliance denomination for four decades in all the churches where they have served. And we especially want to thank you for their service in our own church family for the past 12 years. You knew who we needed at Pacific when they came, and we are so thankful for their commitment to you above all and to each other. Their steady presence in the life of Pacific giving us confidence the depth of the sermons that we have enjoyed, the countless times that we have been brought to the feet of Jesus, for the weekly feasting at your table, for the exposure to great art and masterpieces that we have grown to appreciate, and for the numerous tender moments that we have received as children have been dedicated and as people have been, have been prayed for at baptisms, ordinations, farewells, and funerals. We are so thankful for the part that Myrna has played in the life of our church, both formally and informally, leading our mom's group and mentoring so many women, speaking at events, encouraging a love for reading, and sharing her life with us. We thank you for the marriages that have been touched through Brian and Myrna's ministry, and especially the many young couples they have counseled and mentored, and for all the people who have benefited from their wisdom and encouragement. Thank you for who Brian and Myrna are, your faithful servants who have shown us the way to you and taught us and loved us so well. And Father, we are filled with gratitude. And as we move uh, through this service from gratitude to even sending, we just pray, Lord, that by your spirit you may equip them even for this next season of life. As Brian and Myrna move from shepherding a congregation, they now uh, position themselves towards helping individuals. And so, Lord, we just pray that you may guide them and equip them into this particular season where their giftedness, their mix, their blend of what they have matched together and what you have sewn so tightly together may have significant impact on the lives of others. And Lord, in particular, we think of the kind of uh, spiritual direction that Brian is embracing and for the opportunity that he may have to, to um, guide those who just want to connect with you, Father, more deeply. And so we just pray that you will equip him with ears that are patient, a heart that understands, eyes that see, and with even new wisdom in the choice of words as he speaks into the lives of others. Lord, we also pray that he, as he comes alongside young, passionate preachers, that you may also equip him with the capacity to nurture such gifts so that, Lord, what you have blessed us in his generation amongst us may in fact be transformative for the next. And so, Lord, we just pray 
that as he is led to individuals or as individuals come to him, that they may be moments of grace and wonder and joy as this gift begins to thrive in the life of others. And so we just pray, Lord, that you may bless both, both in this next season. As they spend more time together, give them such grace as required. And, but Lord, also to be able to uh, continue um, in the ways moving forward in such a way that they not only live for their sake, but they live for the sake of others. And so Lord, continue to bless them with your spirit to be kingdom agents impacting in such a way that only they can do because of how you've created them. So bless them in this new season, we pray. And Father, so many times Brian has invited us to receive a fresh blessing from you. And now all of us are joining together today to bless him and Myrna and to acknowledge your well done and in whom you are well pleased on them and to ask you for the special grace of wisdom and graciousness, especially in regard to their family, which now includes seven grandchildren. Bless them to continue building a spiritually rich heritage. We have acknowledged that you will no doubt continue to use the gifts you've given them. But now, Lord, we pray you will especially bless those gifts to their family. And as they go even deeper into your word, and as they allow your spirit to fill their hearts with the overflow of your Father heart of love for each other, for those they minister to, and especially for each member of their family, may their heart's desire be fulfilled, that others, especially their family, will see the reality of Jesus reflected from his face to and through theirs. Lord, we believe that you will continue the good work you long ago began in them until the day they see Jesus face to face. So we praise you that we and they are members of your one body, co-inheritors of all your glorious promises. We yield them and us into your loving care through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. One last time, the Lord be with you. Thank you so much, everybody, for these beautiful gifts. Uh, this painting is stunning both, both ways. It's beautiful. It's the thing about abstract art. Um, these gifts are very, very generous, and as are the tributes. Uh, Prince, Katina, Lisa, Errol, thank you so much. Uh, Myrna and I are products of the church. We grew up in the same church, uh, First Alliance Church in Calgary. We were discipled there and baptized there. Uh, some of our key disciplers are here in the service today. Um, we were married there. We were called into the ministry at church. We were, I was ordained 
church. Our whole life has been God's grace to us through the church. And these last 12 years have been uh, 12 wonderful years of God's grace to us through you. We are products of PCC. We have been marked by this church now. And so though we are leaving and a new senior pastor is coming, we will always belong to you. And you will belong to us. Uh, we have shared 12 really good years together. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, church. I have a lot of family and friends that have come for this special occasion. Um, many of Myrna's family are here. Thank you so much. Um, many of my family, my sister's actually here, the Reverend Andrea Tischer. It's, that's very unusual that uh, you get to be in church with us and that you get to play hooky. Of course, Lois is here. Lois has moved to Abbotsford, and it's great to have you here. Where are you guys? I'm having trouble seeing you. There you are. Yeah, yeah. Gordon is also here with, with uh, their children. And I could begin to mention all of the relatives that are here, but I cannot do that because it will take too long. Uh, I've got a number of clergy buddies that are here, uh, all of the VIA friends, my spiritual director, Jay and Melissa are here, and so many others. It just means a lot to me that you would come today. And then... Uh, all of our children are here, and our seven grandchildren, and uh, we have not yet had, well, we just did it before the service, we had a family photo, because we haven't had a family picture taken since little Heidi was born, and that was over a year ago, and so I just want to take this moment to thank my children. Uh, as P-Kids go, you're about as good as it gets, and uh, P-Kid means preacher's kids, and as you know, preacher's kids live with uh, certain blessings and burdens, uh, with their dad being a pastor, and you kids have made life very blessed for your mom and I, and we know that you've turned out so well, mostly because of your mother. <laughs> and that has already been stated clearly by every person who's given a tribute, so I will not go over that material again. But I, I, I will say this, that uh, 40 years of pastoral ministry is done together. It's, it's been done as a team. And Myrna, honey, uh, it's been great. It's been great. And you have created such a beautiful home life for me and for the children. And um, I said to the pastors that I spoke to um, a couple months ago that uh, Myrna is my Abigail. I don't know if you remember the story in the Old Testament, but Abigail um, kept King David from murdering a guy by the name of Nabal. And M Myrna has kept me from murdering Nabal a number of times. <laughs> and uh, I will always be grateful for that through her beauty and her wisdom. And finally, I want to thank the Lord Jesus who has been our shepherd and who has been my shepherd my whole life. And he is, he is the very best. And the future for this church is so bright because you love and follow our good shepherd. Now I'm going to lead you in communion one last time. 